Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Thank you so much for tuning in to this hour. We're going to have a lot of fun. I want to speak to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self. And anything I could do to support you in taking your next steps, I am here for you. If that's encouragement to move forward with one of these guests to help them by helping you deliver their gifts to you, to grow into your greatest possible self, to get marketing and branding support from Ari, to get healing from Will or Catherine or even Miguel. These people are powerhouses, or even Aaron to help you break through, Chaz to break through and defeat the fear triangle. There's so many epic human beings, not just on today's marathon, but every single 12-hour marathon. So anything I could do to support you in connecting with them, taking the next steps, I encourage you to do it. Take the leap, decide, take action, inspired action, not fear-based action, inspired action, and just keep moving forward. And definitely subscribe to the podcast. Stay tuned to these 12-hour marathons, to all the epic interviews and content that we're putting out there because this is just the beginning. Okay, You can find me on facebook.com forward slash th3burns, Instagram at I am Millionaire Chris, and email chris at beyourgps.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. The second thing I want to go over real quick today is definitely the iTunes review of the week. And this week, it's by Christian Majaiso. Christian says, great show. I probably pronounce that differently every hour of today because it's a very interesting last name. The host, Chris, is awesome. He brings high energy to every show and as a result, makes each episode exciting. He brings very knowledgeable guests to talk about business, but he isn't solely focused on business. He also provides powerful information about how to succeed as a person and become your greatest possible self. I highly recommend this podcast. Christian, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you giving us that review. If you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour marathon, go to brgps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the Apple Podcasts store. Okay, you can give us a review there. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you, make it even better, and keep growing into our greatest possible selves together. Let's keep up the heat. So we're just getting started, people. My goodness gracious. Master the basics, the greatest gifts from the journey, from our journey of repetition. This is going to be a phenomenal session, so stay tuned. Definitely grab a piece of paper, get ready, take notes. This is going to be some fire. I'm going to give you as much tactics, strategy, things to write down as possible so that you can take massive action on it. The theme today is the power of repetition. Why? Why, 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 why? Well, I wanted to do it, to dive into this specifically because of the length of time that we've been doing this 12-hour marathon. Now, you might be saying, Chris, but you haven't been doing it that long. For a podcast, most podcasts quit within the first year or two. 
Okay, so we're we're past the two year mark, two and a half years. We're almost at, um, well, not almost at three. We're, we'll be at three years in February, so next year. So we're about two and a half years, and the amount of learning, the amount of growth that has come from this is phenomenal. Let me tell you about a couple other big growth opportunities that I've experienced from repetition. Another one was Toastmasters. I kept showing up at Toastmasters, developing my communication leadership, developing my ability to reach people, to effectively have a point land, to lead people, to give people feedback. Toastmasters did it every freaking Sunday, two hours every Sunday. Plus I did, uh, I was on the what is it, the leadership team, executive team, and I was a secretary, vice president of education. I also became the president. I, I invested my time and my energy into these leadership positions to grow myself even faster, to be consistently held to a higher standard than other people hold themselves. Other people just showed up as members. Other people missed every other freaking meeting or even more. Other people weren't serious. They weren't playing at the level that I'm playing at. The consistency of continuously showing up at those high standards of having other people hold me accountable, holding myself accountable to those high standards. It was just such a blessing in Toastmasters. What else? Consistency. Hosting meetup events. This is an area I was pretty consistent on and definitely had some room for growth. So my business partner and I, Wayne, we hosted tons of meetup events in Orange County at the Microsoft Store, and I did uh, meetup events at different locations and businesses to grow my coaching brand, to get practice speaking, because I knew, hey, if I want to get more stage time, I get to create my own stages. I get to create my own platform. If I'm waiting for other people to constantly invite me to come speak, then I'm going to be waiting around for a long time, potentially. You know, Some people are like, heck yes, I want you, Chris, come to my stage now. And if I kept waiting, then that's being, it's putting the power outside of myself. It's like external authority. Okay. I need to rely on other people's stages and other people's grace and almost like having a boss. Like I need to have a boss to be able to do my work. And I didn't believe in that. I believed in creating my own opportunities, creating my own stages, creating networking and relationships with uh, business owners and being able to put on live events, do workshops and serve people. Okay, So the room for growth in that is we didn't consistently keep doing them, in my opinion, long enough. We did like 13, 12, 13 of them, and we could have done more. Okay, that's I get it. I get it. The consistency of live events is super important. That's why I'm committed to doing more live events here in Las Vegas with men. It's something super, super important to me. So by the way, I think I saw Diana out there. Diana, if you're still out there... <laughs> I know you're doing big things and we just connected, but hey, I want to um, do an event this Sunday. <laughs> it's like, she's like, what? An event this Sunday, um, a workshop for men. So if you know any venues in particular that would uh, be great Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m., I'm going to put a post out about it tomorrow, but hey, you're, you get exclusive access, first insider's uh, info. Anyways. So live events, super, super important for me. That was consistent. Um, my own live events, number one. But the second thing is like investing in coaches and seminars and workshops, investing consistently in different skills. Another area that I was really successful at in some aspects and had a lot of room to grow in others. The successful is I, anything that came in my way, I said yes. 
the room for growth is I invested tens of thousands of dollars and jumped from training to training to training and didn't really go deep into mastery for a number of years. So that didn't really have the greatest return on investment. I was someone who liked to do a lot of different things, test things out. I still didn't know who I was, what I stood for, what I wanted to deliver to the world, the gifts that I wanted to bring to people. I wasn't 100% crystal clear on those. So I got to practice a lot in different modalities, NLP, speaking, um, landmark, I did a ton of landmark, millionaire mind experience, volunteering for them, uh, investing in their high-end packages, coaches, you know, investing in one-on-one coaching. And I'm grateful. Some of it produced lots of results. Some of it produced results that may not have been as financially lucrative as I desired. They may, ha- may have affected other areas of my life. Uh, relationships a lot, healing past wounds and relationships and my own relationship with myself. Lots of really powerful stuff. The reason why I'm saying all this is because the consistency of the 12-hour marathon, I feel like I have hit my stride after, like, I've been doing this for two and a half years. Before this, before I started this, I would say for five years, I was just wandering around. I was trying to figure out what who am I? What do I stand for? I did network marketing for a year. I did sales, door-to-door business sales, knocking on doors for Verizon, doing telecom sales, phone and internet. I did a business strategist position, business um, strategy and development. I did a sales coordinator for a boot camp, fitness boot camp. Um, I did social media marketing. I did all these different positions. I did uh, inventory and accounting and um, marketing for an industrial electronics repair shop. So many different things to figure out who I am. What is? What am I really here for? Freelance copywriting and editing people's speeches and scripts and so much. In life, you get to test things out. You get to try the waters. You get to change. You, you have permission to find out who you are. I was doing it from a place of never feeling like I was enough. So it's no wonder why nothing ever really sticked. I, I ne- stuck. I never really felt like I hit my stride. So that was five years of doing that. Now we're at seven years of entrepreneurship, approximately. And I feel like I'm just now hitting my stride, like the the stride, like I feel it. I feel the success. I feel the flow. I feel the purpose. I feel tapped in. I feel like all the connections that I'm attracting right now, these are the connections that are lasting me like a lifetime. I've seen lots of people come and go, lots of marathon guests come and go, like bless them all. They got their own stuff that they're working on, big projects, big missions. Great. Some people have stuck around more than others. Great. And I really, I'm really excited for the people who I keep showing up, who I, who I have intimate relationships with, who I have intimate conversations with and get on the phone with and I'm excited to talk to. Like, I'm grateful for those people in my life. And how did I get here? It's through consistency. For me, public consistency was essential. I didn't mention the videos, the the sheer number of videos, live and pre-recorded videos that I uploaded, retakes, 
you know, like having a video, shooting it, nah, I didn't like that, redoing it. Man, so much video time, so much practice in front of an audience, in front of a camera with an audience on the other side, either live or at some point after I uploaded it. There's so much practice. There's so much repetition. Will talked earlier about when when he thinks about repetition, there's two kinds that really popped up for him. One is like conscious repetition where you're learning and growing and becoming a better version of yourself. And the other is unconscious repetition where you're banging the head, your head in the wall, trying to do the same thing, trying to do what other people have, have showed you uh, is is the quote unquote right way. And I attempted to follow external models of guidance, of coaching, of systems and strategies and approaches because I never felt like I was enough. I never connected with myself. Just within the last year, I would say, I've really been diving into trusting myself. I've really been diving into surrendering to a greater consciousness, whole God, love, universe, creator, whatever we want to call it. I've been surrendering to that, trusting that I am enough to have a connection with it. For a long time, I didn't even know, I, like deep down, I didn't know if I was worthy of being connected, worthy of being loved by God because I had sinned, because I had screwed up, because I had been a pain in the ass, because I had better been a rebel and a jerk and caused people lots of pain and heartache done things that I wasn't proud of. Can things happen in, in an instant? Yes. Life can transform in an instant. Time and space is an illusion. Chris and listener or viewer, time and space is an illusion. All there is, is this present moment. Miracles are happening every single moment. Maybe in my life, maybe in someone else's life. But they're always happening. Miracles are always happening. This is something I'm sharing with you because I want to integrate it. I want to deepen it. Even though I'm hitting my stride, I'm still recovering from forcing life to look my way, to go my way, controlling life with plans, with action, with executing, with trying and doing. My girlfriend has really helped me to surrender more, to trust more, to have faith. Like she's not as much of the the God, right? She says universe and like something greater. But I've been really diving into God, like the identity God, the, the word God, which can trigger some people. Um, and I've been really committed, still am, even more, more and more every day, to growing my relationship with God, source, creator, universe. For me, the consistency of that is essential. It's interesting. I'm thinking right now, like, oh my gosh, what if someone in the audience, someone listening right now, doesn't believe in God? 
well, I love you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. And if you don't believe in God, it's all good. You do you. I think it's silly if someone doesn't believe in something, you know, something bigger than oneself. Because the, in my opinion, the ego, the human being, the self, Chris, there's no possible way it could be infinite and limitless like this universe and whatever encompasses or created this universe is, in my opinion. The journey of repetition for me, it used to be um, repetition was something when I was playing video games growing up, I knew that I had to repeat the basics to be able to get to where I wanted to go. I knew I had to keep, like, master the, the controls, master the strategies, master the attacks, master the, the moves, the skills, and execute them again and again and again. Eventually, I'd get new skills, I'd get new upgrades, new, new power-ups, new things to be able to be more successful, get more abilities, create more results, increase my performance, increase my damage per second, increase my health, increase my agility, increase my stamina, strength, whatever, whatever I was wanting to grow. So a long time ago, I knew I had to keep doing the process to get to where I wanted to go. I became goal-oriented, action-oriented, driven to get to the next checkpoint. Defeat this set of monsters. I don't know what's coming next, but I know i got to get through this one. I've got to take the next step. So I'm super eternally grateful for video games. And also at some point, I said, I don't want to have to deal with the minutia, with the drama, with the stuff that's boring in video games. I only want to do the fun stuff. And I think at that point is when I really started <laughs> messing with my mind because I started learning hacks and cheat codes and things like that to be able to break the rules of the game and have it my way and say, hey, it's great the way that everyone else is doing it, but I'm going to do it my way because that's, that's what I want to do. And if it takes longer, I'm not going to play this game. If it's too difficult, I'm not going to play this game. And so I would just leave if a game was too difficult. I would just drop it. I would go do something else and play a different game. The repetition I ingrained in me as a experience growth process. I had to gain more experience to level up to be able to face various bosses, get into certain areas, get access to certain items, be able to equip certain things. To be prestigious, I I, it's called farming, right? When you do an action over and over again, when you beat or defeat a boss or a monster or a set of monsters or a level or an area over and over again, it's called farming. And so I got into this mindset where I would just set up my character in an easy, effortless way, just like get the person to the finish, to the starting line, put a rubber band around my mouse and an eraser. I used to have this. I swear. So put a rubber band and an eraser around my mouse and keep the button taped down, pushed down. So it keeps doing the attack or the spell or whatever else it might be. And so at some point I recognize I 
am better than the system. I'm going to I'm going to leverage stuff outside the system, be creative to overcome the boring aspects and allow it to just do itself and level the character up and grow the character and get it stronger without really having to do much effort. So I knew about the principle of repetition, but I also started to say, mm, I don't like repetition. I don't like the work. I got really good at doing school. I got really good at getting good grades or getting good enough grades, right? A's and B's. Hey, as long as that's that's happening to me and I'm I'm set. In college, I definitely learned and leveraged um I learned how to leverage friends and relationships and people who are smarter than me to be able to complete assignments and be successful in my courses and classes. And part of me didn't feel good about how I did it, you know? There's like this part of me that felt like I was um I was like cheating reality. I was cheating the system. And it didn't feel good. It didn't feel like I was being my greatest possible self in those moments. So it's like, on one hand, I got bored with like the consistency and the repetition. But on the other hand, like I didn't feel super great about my accomplishments and fulfilled by them when I took alternative fast track shortcut methods. And so I'm sharing this with you because I think there's probably some ways that you can relate Maybe times in the past where you've cut corners. I know I've cut corners in the past. Um, and how I used to hate repetition. I used to think it was so boring. And in video games, it was easy. It was like at the tips of my fingers, my brain was releasing dopamine from leveling up, from growing my skills, from seeing the numbers going up. Like I could see, oh, I'm getting more, I'm getting more, 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 more. Let's keep doing it, whatever it was. But I wasn't invested in the process. And so I would take the actions but I wasn't really connected with the why. I wasn't really connected with the outcome. Like if my character leveled the heck up and got super awesome, I would probably get bored pretty quick when I reached like a max level versus if I said, you know, I'm loving this process. I'm loving who I get to be. Imagine all these things that I can do at level 400. Oh my gosh, I can wear the wings and I can have the sword and I can go to these special places and defeat these monsters. And oh my goodness gracious. How awesome. No, that wasn't my my focus. It was like, man, I'm not there yet. Ugh, let's get through this. Put the the rubber band on. Put the eraser on. And sure, there was part of me that was like, ah, awesome. Let's do it. Awesome. And then set it and forget it. Ah, this is boring. I don't want to wait here. Let's go do something that engages my attention and interest even more. And so the repetition was... was systemized to a way where it minimized my involvement, it minimized my conscious effort, my tension, my actual energy invested, and I let my computer do the work. I let the mouse and the, and the rubber band and the eraser and clicking the button do the work. I let you know uh, pr different programs that I had running to play the game for me <laughs> do the work. Incredible things, right? Like just blows my mind how resourceful I was, how 
how powerful I was at creating, discovering, and leveraging these different systems. But at some point, the, the repetition became the enemy. Repetition became boring. Repetition became, um, when, I, when it's the same thing, when I say I know that, oof, dangerous words, when I say I know that, then it's no longer enjoyable. When I've done it before, when I've done it too many times, I'm done. When I've done it too many times, this is boring. I'm going to go do something else. And so I think I sabotage myself a lot in different businesses and um, entrepreneurial endeavors and life. Coaching, programs, doing the thing, getting the result, completing, completion, right? I felt like when I completed things, there was no more enjoyment. I was done. I was bored. Time to move on. I was afraid of completion. I was having a coaching session with someone a while back, and uh, she was coaching me, saying, you know, when did you make the decision that completing something is bad? And so I re recognized when I was young, like four, five, six years old or whatever, my parents would read my sister and I bedtime stories. And so I liked the stories to be long, to be, you know, to keep going, because every time the story ended, we would have to go to sleep. And my parents would uh, leave the room. Right, and I'd get to stop. I wouldn't get to hang out with my parents. Wouldn't get to hang out with my sister. I wouldn't get to entertain the fantasy, the hero. I wouldn't be the hero anymore. I, I like stopped being the hero. It's almost like finishing things and getting to achieve my goals meant game over. Achieving my goals meant there was no more fun. Achieving my goals meant death, meant game over, meant trap, meant boring. And so I found my stimulus for life. I found my life energy, life force energy in doing so many different things, trying different approaches, industries. And the repetition of this 12-hour marathon was is such a blessing. Part of me didn't want to do it a lot of times. Part of me didn't know how to explain it to people what was the benefit in it. Part of me didn't know how to stand up for myself, but part of me was like, dude, just keep freaking doing it. Keep showing up. I don't know why. I, you know, a year ago, two years ago, I was like, I don't see the financial benefit in this. I don't see new clients like I expected to get. I, I don't know why to keep doing this, except for I like it. I enjoy it. I enjoy learning. Um, I know that it's something that will long-term benefit me. So I'm sharing all this with you. I know I talked about like giving you actions and tactics and things like that. Um, but I'm sharing this with you because I knew that I had to develop my communication skills. Seven years ago, I knew I had to develop my communication skills. And I kind of got bored of it in Toastmasters. And I said, I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm going to do my own live events. I'm going to go to bigger venues, make a bigger impact. Got scared, got challenged, confronted, didn't want to complete things, didn't want to be super consistent with things because that meant 
game over or whatever. Kept creating videos and content even like a year ago, two years ago, probably a year ago, really, um, year year to two years ago. Like, I didn't want to create any videos. I didn't want to create any content. I was like, man, I just like don't feel like there's anything to create. I don't want to keep doing videos. I feel like I don't have a purpose. I feel like I don't, I don't have a reason to keep doing it, to keep up with it. I was disconnected. I was like searching for clarity. Thankfully, I met the woman in my dreams, and she's really helped me to reignite my fire, to recognize how valuable I am, how much of a difference I make in people's lives, like super transformational for the trajectory of my life. Shout out to you, Katya. But figure out what's the thing you want to master. Write this down, take a note, whatever it might be. What skills must I master? Do I choose to master? Am I excited to master? Do I have the opportunity to master? Maybe it's coding. Maybe you really love coding. Maybe it's marketing. Maybe it's sales. For me, it's communication. Number one, like leadership, personal communication, relationships. That's number one. The second thing is like marketing and media and making a big impact in the world. So public speaking, using social media to deliver value and content, like all these things are super high on my priority list, as well as business, you know, like I get to, I get to transform my mindset, especially from years ago, my blocks with money, my blocks with business, my blocks with, you know, wealthy, successful people years ago, I get to transform that. So ask yourself, what is it that you get to transform? What are the skills that you must master to be extremely successful? Who must you be around? Who must you surround yourself with? There's a repetition to surrounding yourself with the right people. I think I gave up on my first coach. I gave up on Lee Adams. Didn't experience the results that I wanted fast enough. He wanted me to go do a sales job, and I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to get rejected. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like his coaching. It wasn't comfortable. I love him. He's an amazing guy. Amazing gratitude, love guy. Just an awesome human being, Lee Adams. And I didn't I didn't want I wasn't ready for the coaching. I, I was ready. I said I was ready, but I didn't actually want it bad enough. I wasn't connected with it enough. I was still the 21, 22, 23-year-old who is trying to party and live two different lives. Trying to still play video games, play small, just fit in, not make too many waves. Oh yeah, I want to be a billionaire. Oh yeah, I want to have millions of dollars. I want the private jet, but how bad do I want it? I was interested. I wasn't committed. Interested versus committed. Powerful distinctions to make. You might want to ask yourself that question. Am I interested or committed? And in every area of life, we're possibly might not even be interested or committed. But for whatever you are, you care about, you're either interested or you're committed. Okay, 
Committed is you'll find a way. Committed is you'll invest in yourself. Committed is you'll surround yourself with the, the right people. Committed is you'll get in the right circles. You'll go to the networking events. Committed is you'll pick up the phone. Committed is you'll master your energy alignment. Committed is you'll do your morning routine every single freaking morning. And you'll get knocked off track, but you get right back in it. And you keep doing it every single morning. That's committed. Interested is... Well, I should be doing it today, once a week, twice a week. You might actually get to some of it. That's interested. It's not, not mastery. So my relationship to repetition and mastering the basics uh, absolutely transformed. I recognize that I, every time I said I know that about something, it shuts off learning and it shuts off my curiosity. It shuts off my wonder. shuts off my ability to actually dive into what's possible to expand, to, to grow myself, to, to become the best version of myself. I say I know that like I probably did with a lot of the stuff I learned. Oh, NLP, I know that. Oh, speaking from stage, I know that. Oh, sales, I know that. Oh, reading, I know that. Oh, podcasts, I've heard that one before. I've heard a podcast before. Oh, I've listened to all the podcasts. It's definitely still something that's like present for me or I don't have enough time. Excuses, you know, like interested versus committed. Excuses would come up. But I changed my relationship to the basics to say, how can I learn even more? I know that and what else can I learn? I know that and show me even more. Show me deeper distinctions, deeper mastery. Show me how this can be even more fun, even more innovative and new and exciting. Show me, and maybe it's not new and exciting. Maybe that's not the focus, but I like new and exciting things. So mastering the basics, show me how to see this from a different perspective. Show me how to see it from a different dimension, to master it, to relate to it even more, to wield it even more effectively. Repetition is knowing how to use the basics in a variety of different situations. You have so much experience, it becomes wisdom. It becomes an ability, it becomes like an ability to create the masterpiece, to create the results, to perform. Someone who's picked up the phone 10 times may have an idea about what the script is and how to do a sales conversation. Someone who's picked up the phone 10,000 times knows it like the back of their freaking hand. They know what this person is feeling. They know what this person's challenges are. Like, and, and they're like, what else can I learn? They're still in, in the process of mastery. You never stop mastering the basics. And they've gotten so much experience, it's unconsciously competent. Here's another thing to write down. It's prob probably heard it before, but if you haven't, write it down. And if you have, write it down. <laughs> There's four levels of learning. Cuatro. I'll go through them real quick, and I'll go over each one. Number one, unconscious incompetence. Number two, Conscious incompetence. Number three, conscious competence. Number four, unconscious competence. Let's go through each one. Unconscious incompetence. It means you don't know what you don't know. You don't know that the thing that you actually needed was to take out the fluoride out of your water so that you could be high vibe and have better energy. You just didn't even know it was in there. You didn't know fluoride was something that actually is not super good for your brain. You don't know that you don't know, okay? 
Um, you know that you don't know. Maybe you've heard that gluten is not so great for you, causes intestinal permeability, but you still keep eating it. You know that you don't know. You, you know that you, you don't know enough about it. Like you don't actually know what's happening. You might have heard a thing or two, but you don't actually know about it. Better example is you know about brain surgery. You don't know how to do it, but you know what brain surgery is. No idea. You have no competence with it. Okay, so that was unconscious incompetence. Conscious incompetence, you know that you don't know. Next stage is conscious competence. Maybe you've learned brain surgery. You're not a master at it yet. You, you still have to look at your book every time you're doing something because you're like, I don't know what the heck part of the brain this is. Oh, that's right. I remember reading that. Boom. Okay, we do this here, sew this up. Boom. That is conscious competence. The last part is unconscious competence the uh the it's like the flow state right it's like the when it comes to you naturally when throwing a baseball is like a third arm where swinging the golf club like tiger woods is a third arm it's just like you could do it in your sleep driving turns into unconscious competence for i think just about everyone because of how much we do it it's like Tying your shoes, another really great example. You, you know, you know it to the where to where it just it's a part of you. You don't even have to think about it. Okay, so that's unconscious competence, and that's where we all want to get to with mastery, where it's just on autopilot. So if you wrote those down, great. If you didn't, write them down. Unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and unconscious competence. Ask yourself, where are you at with the skills that you're learning? At this point, interviewing for me, pretty unconscious incompetence. Or unconscious competence. <laughs> unconscious incompetence. That was a Freudian slip. I love it. What else can I learn? Um, I'd say part of it is unconscious competence. And part of it, I still have to effort. I still have to really think about what am I doing? What questions do I want to ask? How am I showing up? You know, there's like these distinctions that I think really successful interviewers like Oprah and different things like that. These, it's just easy. You know, I still have to effort. I still have to effort to create conversation. The curiosity is easy. The questions come to me pretty naturally, but I still have to work towards it. I still have to effort. The process of interviewing has not yet become unconscious, competent at the deepest level that it could. Maybe with five years, seven years, probably not 10 years, but five, seven years total of doing interviews, like another two and a half years of doing this, woo, I'm going to be a machine, I'm going to be a weapon, a weapon of transformation, weapon of bringing light and love to the world. It's going to be awesome. And here is the thing, repetition. We have repeated this so many times. I've repeated the pre-interview process so many times. We've done so many guest debriefing calls. I've done so many posts on Facebook, done so many um, edits on our graphics for the marathon and the guest images. We've done so much. It's repetition. A lot of people expect to be masterful in business within the first year or two. Hey, if you have great success, if you have geysers of cash flow, hallelujah, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
that's not your block. <laughs> that's not the block. The block for you is may not be the money, might be the power, might be ego, might be time management, might not might not be the abundance muscle. A lot of people it is. But a lot of that might also be into those def- different areas that I talked about being afraid of being rejected, being afraid of um, power, being afraid of not being there for one's family. I know those are things that have come up for me. Repetition creates confidence. Here's another thing that's super important. There's multiple different types of confidence. There's the comp- confidence of competence where you know what you're doing. There's confidence from repetition, doing the thing. So it's different competence of being aware of what it is and understanding it and how deeply you understand it. And then there's also the how how often have you done it? How often have you like executed on it? Con- confidence of repetition. Okay. And then there's like teaching it. How well are you able to teach it? So there's all these different levels of confidence that comes from repetition that comes from deeper mastery study learning where are you not confident where are you not confident where do you get to grow where do you get to invest more of your time your energy and your self-study where do you get to hire coaches Are you confident in your message? Are you confident in your platform? Are you confident in your podcast? Are you confident in your monetization abilities? Are you confident in your knowledge of your expertise? How do you get to grow even more? Powerful, powerful questions. So we're wrapping up this portion of the interview because I just, I wanted to share it's not an interview, it's a solo run. But uh, I wanted to share the gifts of repetition. You know, for me, learning to trust myself, really focusing on mastering the basics, having fun, no matter what the circumstance or situation is. There's been a lot of stuff that I had to like just get through in growing this business, in being able to serve more people, in relationships. I thought I had to just get through them. They were actually gifts and opportunities to learn, to discover more about myself, to find out why am I being triggered by this. Another awesome example is even though I've interviewed 600 epic human beings and guests on this 12-hour marathon, and I continue to interview even more, I get to constantly generate my curiosity, my interest, my engagement in the guests, in the people who I have come on. You get to constantly generate that. That is an ability to be present, to be focused, to care. Some people might tune out. Some people might say, ah, I'm bored with this. I'm done with this. I'm tired of this. Let somebody else jump in there for a 12-hour marathon. Ah, I'm just going to ask the same questions. I don't really care what their answers are, blah, 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 blah. I love being intuitive. I love being here and now and present with people as we're doing this. So ask yourself, what more can you get out of your repetition of the basics. If you're hosting retreats and you've been doing that for a while and it's like a basic for you, you're just mastering the basics, ask yourself, how can I take this to the next level? How can I expand this? How can I master this even more? How can I teach this? How can I duplicate this and impact and serve more people? How can I add more value to the world? Maybe it's not retreats. Maybe it's sales. Ask yourself, how can I improve my sales process? How can I review my effectiveness? How can I track my statistics, measure how I'm showing up and what I'm accomplishing even more effectively? 
whatever it is for you, master the basics. Fall in love with the process. Rise in love with the process. Whichever direction you want to go with love. Rising or falling. <laughs> go deeper. Grow your love. And really appreciate the journey that you're on every step of the way. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. It's worthy. Wherever you're at, it's perfect. I've learned not to judge myself. I've learned not to have my expectations steal my joy, steal my appreciation, steal my recognition that I'm showing up. I'm taking action. There might be, definitely is, always room for growth and improving our actions. And let's start with celebration. Let's start with first acknowledging what I'm doing effectively so that we can improve it from there. So thanks so much for tuning in. If you want support with your repetition, if you want to share how you are diving in and mastering repetition, we'd love to hear from you. You can find me on facebook.com forward slash th3burns, Instagram at I am millionaire Chris, and you can also send me an email, chris at beyourgps.com. We'd love to hear from you, hear what you are repeating for mastery. What are you committed to diving in even deeper into so you can discover a whole new side of things, a whole, a whole new dimension. I ask myself, how can I, how can I discover a whole new love, a whole new adoration, a whole new level of respect and appreciation for this podcast, for this marathon, for the guests, for the audience? How can I love you even more? How can I deliver even more of the, the greatness and the gifts that you're seeking, that you're hungry for? Be curious and keep seeking. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, Head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.